0: Coming up on podcast 1544, GM secure batteries for 5 million EVs. Stick around and I'll tell you what I know. Also on the show today, VW start US assembly of the all electric and all American made Chattanooga ID4. We talk about how the new Mercedes Benz Econic is going to electrify city deliveries and Tesla in Shanghai seriously up their production capacity. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Wherever you're listening in the world, it's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Wednesday, 27th of July. My name is Martin Lee, and it's my job to go through every EV story. So, you don't have to. You give me 20 minutes and I'll give you the world of EVs. Now, I'll we'll start with news of the South Korean battery company LG Energy Solutions, aka LG, saying today they're looking at sites in Europe for a new battery plant to ramp up production outside of. Asia uh, and outside of China, where COVID lockdowns have actually imposed some restrictions and rising costs have been weighing on LG's profits. The South Korean firm, which, uh, which supplies EV batteries to the likes of GM and Ford and Volkswagen as well, uh, said it was responding to the increased demand for the cylindrical batteries, you know, the types that Tesla have been using. Ooh, that would be forever. According to a Reuters report today, uh, the CFO of LG says, and I quote, with the easing chip shortage and also customers plans to launch new models as well as solid EV demand among customers, we expect solid demand for pouch and cylindrical EV batteries in the second half of this year. LG will start selling their LFP cells, their lithium iron phosphate the cobalt free stuff that I mean I've been saying for a long time on this podcast if you don't if you're a car maker and you haven't got a serious LFP purchasing strategy and have had for years you are in uh, serious trouble if you want to sell cheaper EVs, but LG will start making them. The South Koreans have been a bit behind or just not prioritized them compared to the Chinese, like CATL. They start making their LFP cells in 2023 and add a new LFP battery production line in Michigan in 2024. Now, what should have been on any other day the headline story, and maybe this is the headline story for you because it's so huge, and I'll tell you why. Volkswagen of America today started production of its all electric ID4 in Tennessee, at the Chattanooga plant, the first EV assembled in the United States for Volkswagen. The ID4 is Volkswagen Group's most popular all electric model, 190,000 units delivered to customers globally since it first went on the market last year. Volkswagen will ramp up the ID4 assembly in Chattanooga to 7,000 vehicles a month later this year with the goal to further increase that up from 7,000 a month all the way through 2023. Customers can expect vehicles to be delivered as early as October. So if you have an ID4 reservation in the US and you're hoping to get that vehicle US made, you could well be getting your ID4 coming in October. It's going to be either rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, and the first deliveries will be the big battery, the 82-kilowatt-hour battery. That's gross, by the way. In addition, a rear-wheel drive version, the 62-kilowatt-hour battery will go into production later this year, and that's obviously going to have a lower MSRP. The start of production is the result of Volkswagen's $800 million investment into the electrification of their Chattanooga factory, they say, including dedicated facilities for vehicle and battery pack assembly. Uh, The factory in Tennessee is now the sixth global Site to be making evs for volkswagen the chattanooga site employs four thousand people and they're hiring they're recruiting for a thousand more and that is a bit of an antidote to some of the bad news we've seen around evs the move to evs some of the car companies are going to have to shed jobs in some parts where people can't transition to new bits of the company so that is a fantastic fantastic bit of news with a thousand new people this year I'll pop a link to the Volkswagen Newsroom, the press site, in the show notes if you'd like to read more for yourself. Jalopnik point out the budget version of the iD4 will still be a flagship EV. The only difference is the lower battery capacity to the new 62 kWh battery pack. The reduction in capacity might correspond to a reduction in price, they say. Absolutely will be. Smaller battery, lower price. That's not a might, by the way. That's a definite. Automotive News uh, saying to VW's Scott Keogh, who until the recent news that he is leaving the CEO position to go launch the Scout brand for VW in the US he previously said the ID4 could be in the $35,000 range whether that means you know 35 whether he he means by that 35 to 36 is the $35,000 range or whether he was thinking 35 to 40 is the range. I don't know, but that's six thousand dollars less. 35 would be six grand less than what you can buy an ID4 at the moment. Now, current ID4 will do 275 miles of range on EPA. So maybe it'll be 200 to 10. Gelopnik reckons somewhere like 206 could be about right for that size battery pack. But of course, it'll be lighter. So we'll wait and see. The Volkswagen ID4 for starts at 41,230 dollars before federal tax incentives which can take $7,500 off the effective price of an EV, obviously not cash on the hood. Hey, depending on where you live, there could be some state subsidies as well. Drivers in the US like big cars, says Jalopnik. They write, trucks are at the top, SUVs follow, but drivers everywhere like cheap Cars and the promise of a low cost EV has eluded the industry. Cheaper EVs are getting uh, here, but the Chevy Bolt EV, for instance, is one example. Given how much the market loves SUVs, a budget ID4 could be a hit, they say. Well, I can't help, I can't disagree with that. A $35,000 car, if you have a tax liability that effectively takes $7,500 off that, so that's a $27,500 EV, 62 kilowatt hour battery. 200 miles real-world range, maybe, maybe even add a state incentive on that. Maybe if you have a driveway, a lot of Americans do, you can charge it off-peak overnight on an EV tariff for just a few cents a kilowatt hour. So your driving costs are effectively zero. I mean, they won't be, but they are so much less than the increase in gas prices. And you picked up a brand-new EV, for twenty something, you know, twenty five thousand dollars. Say, if you have got maybe some state stuff, you can add in as well, or twenty seven and a half thousand with the federal tax credit. That is stunning value. And I'm sorry, you can you can be as much of a brand fan as you want. You know, you might be waiting to buy a Tesla Model Three, Model Y, but at the end of the day, pounds in your pocket or rather dollars in your pocket is going to win over everything. That has the potential to be mega and. If they can supply enough of them, it has the potential to be mega. 7,000 know, a month, just under 2,000 cars a week, is a really decent run rate. But supply chains being what they are, we'll wait and see how many they can deliver. Now, big headline story is about how many EVs GM could make. How many they say they'll make and how many they could make. Well, supply challenges felled GM's sales in Q to around the world by a fifth. An earnings presentation Yesterday, last night, my time, because of the time difference, uh, a Q2 earnings drop of 42% for GM. Now, I don't like bad news around any car company that's trying to go EV, because many of them are bankrolling the transition. Many startups go to the market, or many startups are reliant on debt and making a loss until they can, at such times, turn a profit. But many of the existing car companies are having to you know, use their combustion business now to fund electrification in a july 26th letter to shareholders the ceo mary barra explained why general motors continued to maintain its full year outlook says investors.com they write in tuesday's letter mary barra said strong gm earnings historically low pension obligations and record vehicle pricing is going to insulate that was the word they used insulate the emerging ev business from challenges The earnings presentation noted three high-volume EVs coming in 2023, including the Equinox, starting at $30,000. GM says it reached a deal with LG, the South Korean company LG I've mentioned already, to lock down a supply of cathode active materials. There you go. We're getting nerdy on the podcast today. Oh, yes, a bit bit of CAMs. How many cams have you got? Well, uh, a lot. Uh, Almost uh, a million tons of the stuff if you are GM. That's the stuff that makes a battery says The Verge. Components like nickel, lithium, and materials like that representing 40% of the cost of the battery. The majority of EV battery cathodes are made with nickel, cobalt, and magnesium. Cobalt is the key component. It's expensive. GM's Ultium batteries take a lot of that out and add a bit of aluminium. It's why they're called the NCMA batteries. LG Chem is supplying cathode materials to General Motors. Starting this year, lasting till 2030 they say that's enough for five million electric vehicles which is just stunning stunning news well done lg i'm presuming this is north american market and not globally yeah because globally they wrap in their chinese businesses their jvs as well so yeah i i imagine that this number here and i don't think it includes because with a lot of these announcements by the way between you and i that car makers like to wheel out A lot of them have been announced before, you know, know, especially when they go, oh, we're spending another five billion, 25 billion. Like when you announced this six months ago. So um, I don't think this is. And I think this is new information. and I think it's fantastic news for getting cars on the road electrically powered. Now, presuming this is the North American market, uh, GM still say they're going to be number one, bigger than Tesla uh, by 2025. So, this is a deal that goes through till 2030. So, it's harder to do the numbers on this, but that is 5 million, you know, over the next seven years, 5 million EVs over the next seven years is about 750 odd thousand EVs a year for GM. That is, you know, almost a million new EVs hitting North America's roads every single year for the next seven years. And of course, there's going to be, as time goes on, more announcements like this and more purchasing. I have no doubt. Is that more than Tesla? Well, as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, Fremont's at 550,000 production capacity a year and Texas 250 before it ramps even more. And so, no, that's still behind Tesla. GM, like, well done. I like the headline, but that's still behind what Tesla is doing today before Tesla ramp anymore. Hey, I don't want to make people fight with each other, but if you're going to use fighting language like that, you've got to have the numbers to back up your claim. I'm not sure they have. Anyway, having a look at um, uh, GM's uh, investor deck, their presentation yesterday, they point out the Cadillac Lyric, which comes in, in now. I mean, it's in production now. Not sure when the first customer deliveries are. But it's in production now. Uh, they also point at the Cadillac Celestiq, uh, which is their three hundred thousand dollar car. I don't count that. Uh, they point out the Silverado EV, which is going into production spring twenty twenty three. Uh, they point out the Blazer, which is summer twenty twenty three. They point out the Equinox, which I'm the most excited about because Silverado and Blazer mean nothing to me. We have those. We don't have those you know, marks here in the UK, and so. But I, you know, I'm not so dumb. that I don't appreciate. What they're going to do to the market? Uh, we haven't got the Equinox here either, but that is a segment. It's a high volume segment, and it's. I mean, look, the Silverado's going to do decent volume, isn't it? Les, at the end of the day, but the forty-two thousand dollar starting price of that, and it will go up of the Silverado, will preclude some people. But a real volume segment car, the Equinox, which comes out, they say, fall twenty twenty three. I'm so excited about that vehicle. Not that I can get it here. It's going to be massive news, I think, for the industry if they can start that at $30,000. Now, when they say starting price $30,000, I don't know whether they're including other little incentives in there. Of course, no federal tax credit. Uh, and we don't know what, what you know, in a year and a half's time, what on earth the situation is going to be with, uh, you know, federal help, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, We'll be coming up to uh, an election, won't we, in the U.S. at that time? Holy bazookas. Right. They mentioned the Hummer pickup, which is in production. I mean, interesting, but I don't really count it. It's not volume. Uh, the Hummer SUV, which comes next year, I don't really count it. It's not volume. Uh, they talk about their coast-to-coast charging network, which, I don't know, is that their money they're spending, or are they hoping to get some, some of that federal money for the charging networks on that? I'm not sure. It hasn't been announced. And in terms of the battery supply chain, they say, we have binding agreements securing all battery raw material, supporting our goal of 1 million units of annual capacity in North America in 2025 so there you go that's a, a hard number and a hard date in 2025 1 million units annual capacity north america that's the claim that's the promise let's hope they get there i think they can let's hope they get there uh, with all of those battery elements they say cathodes uh, lithium nickel graphite separators electrolytes and cobalts in the bag uh, you know look any company making a million evs in north america alone in 2025 is going to be all right by me all right moving on Let's talk about, before we take a quick break, the Chevy Silverado has been filmed on the roads of Montana. It's an Instagram post uh, posted by The Drive, uh, running up and down 6th Avenue, followed by a camera truck, and it shows uh, our closest look yet at the real-life Chevy Silverado uh, on the streets in you know in a public environment. I'll pop a link to The Drive in the show notes so you can read more. Right, coming up on the podcast very, very soon, we're going to talk about new truck. Charging stations in Europe and Tesla's Shanghai Gigafactory got a big upgrade. Stick around, those stories are on the way. Now, though, let's talk a little bit about Mercedes-Benz and their new uh, inner city truck called the E-Conic. And it started series production. It's now in production, coming out of special trucks, the second battery electric truck from Mercedes-Benz following the e Actros. That's the really big Truck that can, you know, whatever tonnage, you know, that is. I saw a, a forty-ton E Actros towing another trailer the other day, uh, and so those vehicles, two electric trucks now, uh, which is big news. Anything that does a serious amount of miles every year uh, electrifies a lot of miles. That's really great news. Uh, the Econic is based on the same vehicle uh, architecture as the E Actros. Uh, manufactured in their facility their truck center about 2700 employees working at that site and they've also completed the construction of a truck charging park they're going to use as demonstration for their commercial partners at its site in do I say that worth uh, i would say worth in english but in uh, in 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 german with a little umlaut thing over the o is that Wurth or worth anyway Sorry, German viewers, listeners, if I've butchered your language. Um, It is a new um, kind of training center, if you like, or information center for their commercial customers to come along, see how vehicles like that are charged. It's got charging columns from the likes of uh, Siemens and ABB and Alpatronic from 40 kilowatts all the way through to 300 kilowatts. They call it a proof of concept. And I'll pop a link to Electrive in the show notes if you'd like to see that. Tesla's Shanghai Gigafactory has been upgraded by 30%, says the South China Morning post, finishing their upgrading production facilities for the Model Y, increasing production by a third. It's already the largest Tesla base in the world. And we heard at the recent earnings presentation, it's now at 750,000 annual capacity, or it will be when it's finally finished. They can assemble 2,000 Model Ys every single, they say, uh, 2,000 Model Ys a day, about 30% more than Previously, Uh, they're also upgrading the Model 3 line, completed on August 7th. Daily output of the Model 3 will be 1200 units. Link to South China Morning Post in the show notes. Tesla Rati put all of that together and say that when Tesla finishes Giga Shanghai's upgrades, they'll have a production capacity of 3,000 vehicles a day. That is some serious production and serious amounts of cars to even move to even get the raw materials in, the batteries in, assemble them, and then get shot of them at the end of the day. A serious amount of cars, 3,000 vehicles a day. That's the estimate after recent upgrades to their production lines, say Tesla Rati. In addition to a third working shift as well, the Shanghai Gigafactory will make uh, 1,200 Model 3s a day, they say, and Model Y's 2,200 a day. Tesla China started upgrading the factory earlier this month. Model 3 opens uh, August 7th, a new Model 3 assembly line, as mentioned previously, and production starts a day later on the 8th. Now, some great news about more incentives coming to Uh, EV purchases. Uh, This is uh, New Jersey chipping in up to $4,000 to help you buy an electric vehicle, as reported by NJ.com, spending millions of dollars to get people to ditch petrol stations and purchase all-electric vehicles, says the Governor Phil Murphy announced yesterday. It includes a payment of $4,000 to reduce the price of an electric vehicle and $250 to help pay for a charging station at your house. Another $4 million going towards giving incentives for apartment buildings and condominiums to install charging stations for residents. Uh, The roughly $60 million fund used to uh, fund this incentive comes from this year's Clean Energy Fund And the state is chipping in, as I say, $4,000 for cars that cost up to 45k MSRP and $2,000 between 45 and 50,000. So if you're after your premium 50,000 plus uh, EV, it won't apply. But that's probably fair isn't it? The incentive started July 25th, linkedin.nj.com nj.com, where I found that article so you can read more. Now, the majority of drivers in the US don't even buy an EV for environmental reasons, says Polestar. They've done a piece of research that found 55% of US drivers purchase an EV because, well, they're better. In-vehicle technology, connectivity, infotainment, all named as important decision makers for consumers. Brand image also making a difference, depending on how old they are. Uh, 57% of millennials, so that's, up to 40 years old 57% confident in new electric car brands compared to only 28% being confident that's the sort of 57 to 75s called them baby boomers if you will not so confident in startup brands half of respondents are more open to new brands and uh startups like Polestar obviously why they're doing the research they want to know do people trust our name because in the US the name Polestar It really is a standing start, and their Polestar spaces are fantastic, and you can have reassurance if you know. Oh, yeah, Polestar, Volvo, Geely, massive company. Yeah, they're not going bust anytime soon. Many people won't realize that, though. For Gen Z responders, that's 18 to 24-year-olds, image is a big factor. 12% saying it's the most important consideration when choosing an EV, and it's the image factor compared to driving a dirty combustion vehicle. I'll pop a link to Polestar's media site in the show notes. And finally... Uh, What's the time? Yeah, I'm 20 minutes in. Just got time to tell you about a tweet I saw from the International Energy Agency, the IEA. They say, and I quote, electricity prices are skyrocketing around the world and more than tripling in many markets. In the first half of 2022, average natural gas prices in Europe were four times as high as in the same period last year, while coal prices were more than three times as high. And why is that important? Because electricity prices are completely tied to gas prices in terms of generation hey if you've got an ev and you're not yet tied in to a cheap overnight tariff if you possibly can get it done now because the next half of the year electricity prices are only going one way i'm locked in till december 31st with octopus i want to go faster so i pay 5p overnight for a unit and i pay 23 or 25 pence during the day and about the same standing charge I haven't got a hope of getting anything near that when mine ends. I saw a tariff yesterday that was 60 pence and one of Octopus's 62, 63p during the day and not much less standing charge as well. And that is the October price cap is coming, at least here anyway. We have our energy system is meant to limit the price rises every six months. That's going to every three months, by the way. But I mean, if you're on a tariff, probably at the minute, some of the advice is stay on it. But if you can, around the world get a cheaper energy price and even lock into that. And you drive an EV and you charge at home, please, please, please do so. Don't say uh, you weren't warned. We are facing, you know, for many people, uh, a really challenging time with energy prices. For many, it's going to be a case of fuel poverty. And, and, you know, the conversation over here, unfortunately, is dominated. The front pages are dominated by uh, choosing between two people to lead the Conservative Party, which is all I see in all of our news Uh, which doesn't really affect anybody, Uh, whereas what we pay for energy is going to be a a huge story coming up. You know, there are going to be people this winter who have to choose between eating and heating, and that doesn't get discussed. So, hey, I'm putting it out there, end of the podcast today, to say these things are coming. They will affect us all. Um, I think there should be more of a public discussion around energy and pricing and all those things, especially if you own an EV. But I guess you know know this already because you're watching this show and you've got to the end of it, so... You know, commiserations. Uh, that's your podcast for today. Thank you very much for listening and watching. Uh, a question of the week is taking a wee, wee break for a while, but it will return. Thanks to our premium partners of the podcast on Patreon. It's how we fund this show, patreon.com slash Daily. Thanks, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of The Village there in Cincinnati, alongside Audi of Cincinnati East and Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. National car charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley from the EV Review Island YouTube channel. Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Juice. Uh, they make public charging simple with one card, one map and one app. And Uk Five-star luxury cottages in Devon. Uh, so treat yourself and get booked in. Thanks for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.